Welcome to episode 10 of Sportball Talk. That's right, episode 10. If you've listened to all 10 episodes of Sportball Talk, give yourself a pat on the back. Because we've made it this far and we're going to keep going. I am your host, Eric Plack 87 TLAC. Today we are going to be talking about something a little sensitive. We'll be talking about how sports leagues and organizations handle tragedies around their sport. And the good and the bad. As always, though, Sportball Talk brought to you by Eden Esports Club. Check them out at EdenEsportsClub.com, where you can find all of these podcast episodes, all 10, 11 if you count the pilot. You can also find the podcast at SoundCloud and also on iTunes. You can subscribe to iTunes every time a new one pops up. It'll let you know. And then you don't have to wait to listen. You can get it instantly as soon as it's posted. But we'll start with quick hits today. We'll look at all the major League of Legends leagues around the world. That have finished. We'll start at home with the NALCS, where Team Liquid became the fourth different NALCS champion, taking down 100 Thieves. It would have been a first-time winner for either of these teams, but Liquid pulled it out and became the fourth ever NALCS champion, following TSM, Cloud9, and CLG. In EU, Fnatic beat G2. In a final that saw the top two teams over the last few years, G2 usually coming out on top the last five splits. Finally, Fnatic, kind of the old guard, bringing that back, winning the East, the EU LCS title. And then the LCK, Kingzone, Dragon X, not SKT, winning their title. So those three teams will all be representing their regions at MSI coming up in here in a few weeks once all the other regions finish out. So that should be exciting, seeing kind of some new teams at that event because it's been kind of stale over the last couple of years with G2, SKT, TSM. So major regions will have a big shuffle there. Also, MLB is underway. A lot of rain delays and postponements. One team had, I can't remember what team it is, had three delays already in a row. I know the Indians have missed two games. I, I mean, a lot of teams are getting delayed. And finally, the NBA and the NFL playoffs are going on. Both in the first round, Cleveland losing their first game surprisingly, so we'll have to see how that plays out. They're only a four seed, so you know it wouldn't be super surprising based on their season record if they got upset, but it'd be super surprising if LeBron lost in the first round as he is the most winning player percentage-wise in the first round of the NBA playoffs. So those are your quick hits, but today we'll go to our main topic, and that is how sports handles tragedy sports leagues, excuse me, or organizations handle tragedy. And unfortunately, there's been a lot in the sports scene and esports scenes lately, so I thought it was a good good time to bring it up. And I, I want to start with the NHL because recently, if you haven't seen in the news, there was a team of junior league Canadian players named the Humboldt Broncos who had a bus accident and a lot of their players were either died or critically injured. And there has been a great outpouring from the sports sports and non-sports community. Their GoFundMe to help the families of those that lost have raised millions of dollars, which is amazing. There's been cry, there's been support everywhere. I was in Toronto the day that people put out their hockey sticks in support of the Humboldt Broncos, which is really cool to be walking down, you know, the streets of Toronto and see hockey sticks. Hockey sticks, they were taped to doors in business establishments and stuff like that. It was it was a really cool sight to see. So and the NHL did a great job with this one. They one of the the final regular season game between the Black Hawks and the Winnipeg Jets, all the players wore Broncos on their nameplate to kind of honor 
you know, the team and those who were lost in the tragedy. And that's great. The NHL did a great job in this scenario, you know, handling it tastefully. But I want to talk about like a less known tragedy that happened almost five months ago now where the NHL got it completely wrong because they're and they're not consistent. And this is just consistent with the NHL front office. They're not consistent and they're they're bad unless it's something in the media spotlight that they can take advantage of. So a smaller tragedy that happened was in Buffalo, New York, Craig Lanier, who was a Buffalo canine officer, tragically passed away in a training exercise. This was in October. And when it came around to Buffalo, uh, the military appreciation games where the teams warmed up in their kind of camo jerseys, Robin Lanier wore number, he usually wears 40. He wore number 43 in honor of Craig Lanier because he was in canine officer unit 43. And then another significant part of that night was military appreciation night fell on the same night that would have been Craig Lanier's birthday. So Robin Lanier, who, even though he's not from the United States, he's Swedish, always for military appreciation does a custom helmet. He's very like with all the military like emblems on him. So he's really big into to this, right? And he asked the NHL if he could wear number 43 to honor Craig Lanier instead of number 40 because that was his his canine unit. And of course, what did the NHL say? They said no. And why did they say no? Well, this was the quote that I got from Lanier. He said, we tried to do that, but it's kind of tough. We're using those jerseys in warm-up, and it's the best we could do. And that was because they said the NHL rules did not allow Lenner to wear number 43 in the game. Now, I looked for an NHL rulebook online, and I could the earliest one I could find was the 2015 and 2016 NHL rulebook. And I went through that pretty pretty deeply and there is only three five sections excuse me that reference numbers in the nhl and none of them have to do with what number a goalie can wear or when they have to wear it i mean there's great examples of goalies not wearing like traditional one through third one or 30s i mean Corey crawford wears 50 jose theodore used to wear 60 Bobrovsky wears 72 kevin weeks wore 80 Berzgalov wore 80 Thomas Vokun wore 92. So it's not like, you know, it's not like you can't be any number as a goalie. That's There's no rule saying you can't, you have to be between 1 and 30. You have to be 1 or in the 30s. That's, that's not a rule. Or if it is a rule, it's very new and stupid. So then the question is, so what what is the rule? Is the rule that you can't change your jersey over the season? Because obviously that can't be rule because, you know, everybody on the wing or on the Jets and the Red Hawk or the Blackhawks, excuse me, wore Broncos as their nameplate. So that can't be the reason. Otherwise you're taking a totally different stance in two different situations. And even if it is a rule that you can't change your jersey, why can't for one night, one night on military appreciation night, he wear a different number? Why? Because the NHL is stupid when it comes to this stuff. That's why. They, this, this is an ongoing conversation with athlete, athletes where they have a platform to kind of honor or debate in, in politics in the NFL's case, and the league shut them down, and it's not fair, especially in this case where it's not really a decisive issue. He's just trying to honor a guy you know, that died in the line of duty. So 
this is this is classic NHL to me, just taking the a stupid stance for no reason because of some minuscule rule in a rule book that I can't find. And then fun fact in the rules, a team can challenge a lineup before the second faceoff. And when they challenge the lineup, the numbers don't even matter. That's stated in the 2015-2016 rulebook that the number is not part of the challenge. It's just the players who are on the ice in the lineup. And even if it's wrong, it's not a penalty if there's no goal. It's only a penalty if a goal is scored between the first faceoff and the second faceoff. So think about that. So not only the Sabres could have toted him out there in the wrong jersey, and then if if the Panthers were honestly douchey enough to challenge it, it wouldn't have mattered because the right team was on the ice. That, those are the rules I'm seeing. So whatever the NHL rule on this was wrong and backwards and stupid. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to. And then over on the eSports side, we had another tragedy happen prior to the NALCS finals uh, with a player double lift. I'm not going to go into the details because it was a horrific event that I don't, I don't want to talk about really. But it was later announced in the week that double lift would still play in the NALCS finals. Now, when you kind of hear these tragedies, you think about like the NFL and the NHL and ABC on Monday Night Football. The thing that paints my mind most is when Brett Favre's father died, how it became the main storyline. Riot, who owns the broadcast of League of Legends right now, did not mention this one time in the entire broadcast. Think about that. In, in the news cycle that we see today where every story is milked to God's end to make money, they had the respect to not bring it up at all in the entire four-plus-hour broadcast. That, to me, is amazing. Now, I don't know if they went to Doublelift and asked him, you know, can we, can we talk about this or not? And he said no, and then they respected that, or they just didn't do it. Either way, what they did is the right way to do it. I mean... Other outlets, sports outlets that cover esports, ESPN, Kotaku, well, it's Compete by Kotaku, both reported it and put it in the head. Like, the thing that happened was in the headlines, of course, especially with Kotaku, because I wouldn't expect anything else from a company that was owned part of the Gawker media team that was probably the sh- one of the grossest media empires ever created until Hulk Hogan sued them to death. I'm not surprised that people are talking about it. And other outlets are using a storyline, but Riot did not in their whole broadcast, which to me is very noble and something that won't get talked about or looked at when it comes to the Riot broadcast, especially when it gets handed over to BamTech. But that is that is that is something that should be you know something the other companies should strive for. So I just, I just wanted to bring that up good on Riot and respecting the players' wishes rather than just milking it. So that's it. That's today's podcast. It's pretty short, kind of, you know, a sensitive topic. I just wanted to put it out there that leagues do a good job in most cases when it comes to these these tragedies. But every once in a while, like the NHL does, they bumble it up. So you just just do what isn't a douche move, and you're good. That's all you have to do, so... Thanks for listening to Sportball Talk. Again, I am your host, Eric Plack 87 TLAC. As always, Sportball Talk brought to you by Eden Esports. Check them out at EdenEsportsClub.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys all next time. Bye.